Mission Control, we are go for spitballing. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome to the Spitballing with Ecom Elite Podcast. Spending time dropping knowledge from luxury locations all around the world. It's seven-figure entrepreneurs, Todd Snively and Chris Keith, with the inside scoop on how to really obtain freedom through e-commerce. Get ready to learn how to make money online with your hosts, Todd and Chris. So, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Chris here again with another episode of Spitballing with Chris and Todd. I thought I'd start up something new here in the podcast, and that is a, a new direction on topics to cover. And I'll sprinkle these in uh, during regular ideas, thoughts, conversations between Todd and I on the business development, specifically e-commerce stuff. But I wanted to interject some things that I find uh, helpful, and I think maybe helpful to the community and those listening. And that is a, a, an idea for a book review share some some ideas and thoughts, sort of a, a crash course on some of the books that I read or listen to. I tend to um, read daily, if I can, some sort of business book for training and, and education. I know not a lot of people have time for that. I just finished a podcast episode on just start, um, starting whatever it is you're trying to achieve, whatever goal you're trying to achieve, just start. So, so how many hours in the day do we have? If we're, we're working full-time, we're trying to move towards a, an offline type of business, an online type of business off of our current path or job, how do I get the time to do all this stuff? Well, I thought I'd do a, a Spark Notes version, if you will, uh, kind of a crash course on uh, some book topics, books that I've read that may pique your curiosity, that you may want to look at that uh, yourself and say, hey, that's something I actually want to explore a little bit, but or or maybe not. That's just not something I think relates to me. So it's tough sometimes with small snippets of a book and, and a few reviews on Amazon versus maybe what I can do with a little bit longer discussion about the book. And I think I'd also like to provide some just basic takeaways where no offense to the authors, there's some fantastic people out there providing huge amounts of information, but sometimes the book, I believe, <laughs> can be summarized pretty dang quickly. So uh, that's my aim, is to to shed some light on on some some topics that are pretty deep and provide some some notes on that. And if you want to do a deeper dive, great. I'll share I'll share the 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 author in the book. And if you don't, at least I'll give you the information contained within, which I think is hugely helpful. I take a great deal from it. So the first book I want to cover which has been a tremendous help for me from just a, a business standpoint to a personal level. Uh, the book is called The Power of Habit with a subtitle of Why We Do What We Do and How to Change. So the book, again, is The Power of Habit, and the author is Charles Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G. The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Interesting exploration into why we do the things that we do. I'll, I'll do some more podcasts in the future here if I'm working up my own theory, if you will, or a way to explain um, kind of the subconscious mind and why we have the habits that we do and how to tap into that part of our head that is that sort of script running in the background. So I'll, I'll explore those in more detail, but um, Charles Duhigg in his book does an amazing job of explaining in a very short period of time very nicely what the loop is in our heads that create these habits. And he's boiled it down pretty simply to a very small cycle of just three steps. He does an amazing job of it through example after example in the book. 
The circle or cycle is this. There is a cue, there is a routine, and then there's a reward. If you want to go back to the laboratory and you take a um, maybe a chimpanzee or any animal they're, they're, they're doing some, some testing with and say, okay, let's have a cue, a pigeon maybe with a, a light that goes on, or a monkey that has, uh, um, has to solve a little puzzle, or some, anything happens, that's a cue, and then, oh, there's a routine. I have to, the pigeon has to press a bar, or the, the monkey has to do, it, do the puzzle, not just go to it and look at it, has to solve something, or has to just take any action. That's the routine, and then the reward. They get a banana, a snack. The, the pigeon gets a, a treat that they really enjoy. That is about as complex or as simple as that loop gets. Oddly enough, we try as human beings, as highly evolved creatures, we try to disrupt that and, and you know, science and, and self-help folks, we really try to blow that thing up to be something much bigger than it is. And in the power of habit, there's the discussion that says, look, that is the cycle. That's the loop. Cue, routine, reward. So to change that, the whole crux of this book is to change that. Use the same cue, provide the same reward, change the habit. So the cue stays the same, the reward stays the same. Mostly because what? Those are those tend to be external, external things that are acting upon us. The routine is what we control. We have natural biological things where we get hungry. That's a cue. It's time to eat food. There's a routine that we go through to solve that problem. And then we have the reward afterwards. Now, that's an interesting one. I'll talk about the, the weight loss in a little bit. But that's it. We have a cue. Something tells us something to do. We have a routine. And then we have a reward. In the book, Charles uh, Duhigg talks about uh, you know smokers. You've got the idea that, oh, geez, I've got to smoke a cigarette. Now, there's a couple of complex things that go along with that, whether it's a nicotine dependence or just the oral fixation of, or, or just the, the motor fixation of doing something. I, my, my brain is kind of bored. I need to do something. So smoking becomes the, the, the thing, the routine. He gives great examples of American football um, athletes that – there's a cue. A ball is hiked to a quarterback, and then a routine occurs. Specific behaviors happen. Each player on that field has a particular routine they must go through, and there's a reward. There's a touchdown, or there's a successful play, or there is not. We get in our own way something that Charles doesn't talk about as much, but, but I, I tend to explore or thought about in this entire process. We do so many things to try to circumvent that process. We try to sabotage that process. Or we will have drug makers. We will have self-help gurus. We will have tools and, and tricks and everything coming down the pike that suggests that we can alter that very simple process. And in the end, that process is the process. That cycle of those three things, cue, routine, and reward, are really what the habit is. That's the power of habit. We do the same things over and over and over. How do we change that? The good news is it's actually a very simple idea on how to change that. The challenge, of course, is the execution of that, right? The challenge is actually following through and making sure that stuff happens. But in the book, The Power of Habit, Charles talks about how to make those changes.
how to adjust what you're doing in your day-to-day routine and your day-to-day life to help you achieve those goals, whether it is weight loss. For example, coming back to that weight loss idea, you've got a cue, you are hungry, you need to eat food, and you have the reward. You feel satiated. You feel good. What's interesting in this whole idea of food is if you really look at what we do on a day-to-day basis, what we eat, not what we do, what we actually eat, it's amazing. If you were to document everything that you eat on a day-to-day basis, maybe for a week, we probably eat the same five to 10 meals over and over and over. We stop at the same places, the same restaurants, We get the same cups of coffee or donuts or fast food or whatever, purely habitual. That is a habit that we've created. We have a cue. We have to go to work. We need to commute to work. Fair enough. We've got a routine. Every day, I stop at Dunkin' Donuts. Big thing in the Northeast here. They're everywhere. So whatever donut shop or McDonald's, whatever it is that you're doing, you stop in that routine and you get that thing or you eat that thing. And then your reward is, great, I I feel good because it's a sugar high. Or it is, um, it may be even something a reward. What's funny is the reward in the book, Charles talks about this, that reward may not even be satiated or the food part. It could be that you're meeting with people that you like or somebody that that you're talking to that kind of kicks off your day. So exploring our habits in the book, The Power of Habit, is interesting because it really helps you look at what actually the reward is and how to change the routine to keep those same rewards without having to upset too much in the way of your own mindset of, oh gosh, I'm not getting that thing anymore. Uh, Starbucks was a good example of how the company at a corporate level could change that simple loop, the simple cue routine reward. What was happening was in Starbucks, there were there's a process where you've got um, an let's say angry customer. In the example he gives, angry customer, that problem needs to be solved. So there's a huge number of systems within Starbucks. What they learned was, okay, we have a coffee shop, and this this goes with any business, right? How do you grow a business? How do you grow a coffee shop into a multi-billion-dollar company, a global company? There are steps after steps after steps and, and, and training habits after training habits implemented to help help fix this. Angry customer was one of them. So you take the angry customer and they implemented a latte system. Makes sense, right? Coffee shop, latte. But the latte was an acronym, L-A-T-T-E. It was an acronym with specific steps that you take. The Q was angry customer. Your routine now had to change. The routine originally was just dismiss that person, or maybe there was no routine. The routine was whatever the heck the person was behind the counter wanted to do that a given day. And then you had the reward, and the reward was either a ticked off customer that's never coming back or a happy customer. So how do you change that habit so the best potential result can happen in each of these circumstances? Angry customer, you implement the latte method. You would listen, you would acknowledge, You would take action, you'd then thank, and then explain to the customer. L-A-T-T-E, listen, acknowledge, take action, thank, explain. There's the habit. So once those steps were implemented in that training, one, the employees were much, much, much happier because they could implement an actual habit that wasn't just, I'm going to freak out and hide behind the counter or just yell at a customer or whatever the choice was. The habit now was 
ingrained. It was a process you could follow each time. So it didn't matter what the customer complaint was across any store in any part of the world. You had a process. The cue was someone's pissed off. Oops, let's implement the latte system. Let's listen to the customer. Let's acknowledge, yes, I understand that your problem. You take action to fix it. This is what I did to fix it. You thank the customer. Thank you for being patient. We apologize for that. And then you explain, here's what we're going to do to make this right. The customers, the, the employees are less stressed. They have an action plan to follow. The customers end up being happy. Not everybody's going to be happy. We've talked about this in other podcasts. Some people just want to watch the world burn. What are you going to do? But the habit is ingrained in an employee. You can do the same thing in your own career, in your own goal setting, in your own life. I would highly advise reading The Power of Habit if you wanted to do a really deep dive on that. But those that don't want to take the time to read that and just want the real crash course, that's it. It's cue, routine, and reward. When we have things going on in our life, maybe it is eating food and we want to lose some weight. We know that the cue and the reward are pretty much there. We know that we're going to get hungry and we need to eat some food. And we know that the reward in the end is going to be, I feel better about things, I feel satiated, and I have a full belly. Fantastic. Change that routine in the middle. You change the habit that you're doing. Make it second nature. Explore what you do on a day-to-day basis, specifically when it comes to food, near and dear to my heart, because I've had to change my diet. I've been reading these books and said, okay, I get the science of it now. How do I do this? How do I implement this idea? The basic premise there is I know that I need to eat food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner most of the time, and I need to change my habit of what I'm eating or maybe when I'm eating because I know the cue and the reward is going to be the same. So knowing that I eat basically the same things, I had to look at what's a good diet, not I'm going to go on a diet, but what is the basic premise of the building blocks of what I eat on a day-to-day basis? Shop differently. Have different food in my house at any given time. I needed to look at a routine that I would start in the morning. I work out of the house a great deal. Many of you probably do the same. So I'd want to kick off my day. One of the habits that I had to... um, to start my day was actually kickstart my day. Let me digress a little bit on on that before I get into the diet part. A routine in the morning when you're working from home, what's the challenge? You can potentially do whatever in your workday whenever. And we all know about goal setting and habits that if we get up whenever we want to get up and we don't have a routine or a habit to follow, the day just sort of bleeds into itself. And before long, five or six o'clock rolls around and we look at the clock and say, man, I didn't really get anything done today. So a routine or habit that I needed to change was actually even starting my day, and that was to actually start my day, almost a a bit of a commute. And that was get up and do a routine in the morning and leave the house at a certain time like I was going to work. Now, it meant almost the virtual version of driving around the block. I mean, it was like not, I'm not, I'm not talking, go on an hour commute, drive a half an hour away and drive a half an hour home. Well, if you want to do that, great, but that's a terrific waste of gas and time. But in my habit, I knew I needed to start my day. I needed to kickstart that. So the habit I needed, my cues were there to say, oh, my day needs to start. So I would go somewhere and I would go to a coffee shop. Now, the choices here are a challenge because that habit suddenly was ingrained in me to go down to a Dunkin' Donuts. And that was a location. It was a destination. I needed to be there at a certain time to start my day. And then I, when I turned around and came home, I knew, great, I'm at work now. 
Funny little mental trick, mental gymnastics, I guess, but it works incredibly well. It worked incredibly well for me. The problem came was uh, with what I was eating, what my habit was at that restaurant. Dunkin' Donuts is not the um, pinnacle of, of healthy eating for sure. Some kind of crappy food there, mostly sugar and carbohydrates. So I've switched to a, uh, I've changed to a, uh, what you'd call a ketogenic diet. So that's just something that I've been trying for the last number of months. Works very well. I feel healthier, better. But that's a side note. But I had to change the habit. I could no longer go to Dunkin' Donuts because one, the food's just not good for you there. I had to change it up. So I went to, and before you all gasp, um, I'll explain, I went to McDonald's instead. And people go, McDonald's, that's terrible. Sure, okay, most of, the time, most of the time that stuff can be pretty rough. But you can actually eat pretty darn well at McDonald's if you're on a ketogenic diet and you just order things that aren't big, nasty, scary, greasy things. They do make scrambled eggs, and an egg is an egg is an egg, and they make fresh eggs. They aren't powdered gross eggs. So I changed my habit. Go to McDonald's instead. So I could drink a black cup of coffee, a couple eggs, and strips of bacon. Great for a ketogenic diet. And that habit was now changed. I've switched that loop. My cue is there. I need to get my day started. My routine was there. I just changed it. Just changed the location. And then all of a sudden, the reward is there. Now, the reward became twofold or threefold. It was not just great. I had breakfast and my day started good. I f- I'm starting my day on time back in the home office. But it became even better because I'm now feeling better. I'm looking better. I'm healthier. All from a simple, simple change. Well, that's, that's groundbreaking, Chris. It's really not, right? I mean, I, what did I really change there? I changed instead of going to one place, I went to another. Now, granted, I could have gone to McDonald's and said, great, give me biscuits and hash browns and really, really unhealthy stuff. That wouldn't have really served my purpose. I made a conscious choice, and, and Charles Duhigg talks about this in his book, In the Power of Habit. He says when we're changing those habits and those routines, we need to make the routines useful and fundamental to achieve the goal we want to achieve insert the, the correct or better solution for you on that habit. So example after example in that book that is phenomenal on business, t- towards business, health, personal, drinking, smoking, you know, alcoholism, eating, overeating, uh, weight loss, all of these things that relate to exactly that. What we do in our day-to-day life that is an obstacle to us succeeding beyond our wildest imaginations, all can be fixed and changed with some simple, simple tweaks to what we're already doing. It's funny with books like this that I think I think they're, they're, people always want a panacea, right? We always want that one thing that's going to totally change everything we're talking about. And very rarely do we have situations where such simple solutions can actually lead to large, large changes. I think we, we sort when we have problems as big as relationship stuff or losing 20 or 30 pounds or stopping drinking or stopping smoking, we really think it needs to be big and expensive and scary and hard and cost lots of money. When in the end, if we look at programming in our minds and we realize maybe we're just a pigeon in a box that needs to press a bar when the light goes on and we get a little treat, Maybe if we look at the very rudimentary aspect of our brains, if we could reprogram and train and change a few of those elemental parts, we could be that much better. I think you can. I know you can. The book proves that you can. I, yes, am only a sample size of one, but after just reading the basics of the power of habit, I highly suggest you go out and get Charles Duhigg's book, 
if you want to do a deeper dive. If you don't and you say, that's great, Chris. Let me look here. How many pages? You just saved me um, 330 or so pages of reading. You're welcome for that. Um, so you, I saved you all that time. If you just look at that process, cue, routine, reward. What kind of thing do you need to do in the morning to kick you off? The afternoon, the evening? If it's sitting down in the evening to watch TV, fantastic. But that cue is couch time. I always open a big old bag of Doritos, and then the reward is I get free time, I clear my brain. Great. Change that habit. Don't eat a big old bag of Doritos. Eat a few macadamia nuts that are better for you. Eat something different, or realize the eating part of it is part of that cue of um, doing TV time, maybe change that routine instead of sitting there staring at the television, do something a little bit different. Change that, it's, I need to clear my head. Great, go out for a walk. So by changing that loop, those three steps, cue, routine, reward, just change that habit. I think it'd be better for it. So hopefully you, enjoy, hopefully you enjoyed this. I'll be talking more about books. Charles Duhigg actually had a follow-up uh, book, which I found fascinating as well. I'll talk about that in the coming podcasts. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it helps those out there looking to break a few bad habits, implement a few new ones, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.